every second, and every day. There are tons of invisible radio signals flying all around us. Yeah, so? So, with all those invisible signals, there's nowhere to tell if maybe hidden somewhere in the static, there might be a signal coming from some place we never thought of. Like where? Like maybe. Frank and Eric. Submitted for the approval of the Midnight Society. I call this story... Hello. Hello. Hey, uh, we're going to do another podcast. Um, yes. I don't need to tell you guys that we're doing it right after the last one. Um, this is one week later. Yes. Um, anyway, so we had an idea to um, do a show about spooky stories, about ghost stories. Yep. Spooky stuff. And so this is fueled by, um, so I'll just say, we hung out like last weekend, mm-hmm. the three of us. Uh, on the line is guest of the show, Margaret. Hello. Hey, welcome to the show. Uh, this is the first time we're doing a call-in person, a call-in guest. Yeah, never been done before. Yeah. And so uh, Eric and I had band practice last weekend. Yep. We're in a band. Very successful, big band. We're in a band right now. <laughs> um, and after practice, I was telling Margaret about a story I heard, a ghost story I heard, which is a friend of mine was, we were just talking about like our early days in New York. Mm. And you okay? Yeah, I'm ready. I'm bracing myself. Eric, I'll just say off air, Eric <laughs> said, I don't handle scary stuff very well. I don't know what that means. <laughs> You're just like, you, you, I mean, scary stuff. You told me that you saw some, I can't remember what movie it was, but you said you saw a horror movie and then you like couldn't sleep and you had nightmares. And uh, I'm just picturing you like in your footy pajamas laying in bed, and I, like <laughs> not being able, like just tossing and turning mm. and like getting freaked out every time you hear a little like creaky noise. It was this, that movie, um, uh, Inheritance. Oh, Hereditary. yeah. Hereditary. Yeah. Sorry, oh, Hereditary. Yeah. Which was very scary by everyone's uh, gauge. I mean, it was a pretty scary movie, but then, yeah. you know, you walk out and it's like, okay, you know. Back, I just had a weird dream. To- <laughs> anyway, um, so. I was hanging out with a friend of mine and we were talking about our early days in New York city. Yep. And she was saying how, you know, she's like trying to figure out how to make it. And a friend of hers through a friend of a friend, she stayed at, uh, do you know the artist Crystal Feely? No. There's this artist who lives, <laughs> has a house in Fort green. Apparently it used to be Spike Lee's house. Okay. So Spike Lee used to live in Fort green. Yeah. This guy somehow became, I guess bought it from Spike Lee. Um, so it's this, Large, five-story, beautiful, very old brownstone in Fort Greene. Yeah. You okay? Yeah. I was just thinking she, she's now experiencing uh, your burping into the microphone like yes. everyone else. Well, she experienced- I am? Yes. Yeah. Oh, I mean- <laughs> I mean, Frank yeah. was a gentleman there and, and took the mic away from his mouth, but that's that's part of the Frank and Eric experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like it's part of the Frank experience. Thank you. you know? <laughs> thank you, Margaret. <laughs> I know what I signed up for. Okay. Um, so the, the deal is he's going to be traveling. He lives somewhere else most of the time, and people are working on the house, and he just needs someone to stay there and be around while the work is happening and just sort of oversee it and take care of it. And if anything comes up, she's around. Right. right? 
So she's staying there and it's fine. It's a very, like, again, many bedrooms, large house. So she will like stay in different rooms just to like try out different places, you know? Sure. And she said often she would turn out all the lights in the house and then wake up the next morning and there'd be a light on in a room. Like, and it's a different room each time. It's like a, just one, one of the lights would be on. Right. Okay. Electrical problems. Maybe. Sure. Whatever. Yeah. Um, and she said it would even happen during the day where she would be downstairs working on something and she would hear something like fall and collapse upstairs. Yeah. So she'd go upstairs, look around, nothing happening. Yeah. That happened like a number of times So uh-huh. where she was pretty like kind of freaked out, but like never saw anything or like anything. Like sometimes she would go into a room and it would feel very cold out of nowhere. Sure. A cold spot in the room. Scary. Spooky. <laughs> Get a sound effect for that, Eric? Uh, I was going to do a... I got a screen like a, here. Uh, one of those? These files are... Okay. It's a, little, it's a little much. <laughs> a little much. <laughs> oh, Frank, let me, let me give you dying. some ambiance. Yeah, there you go. There you go. There you go. Oh, that's better. We should have had the eyes wide shut music. Oh, I took that off oh, the board because... Because yeah. what? You want know, more like we, jizz sound effects? We, <laughs> We can't just have eyes wide shut music all the time. So, um, so anyway, uh, whenever she has friends over, it doesn't, nothing really happens, you know, Uh and like, it's fine. Um, but he was back in town and so she wasn't staying at the house and he calls her and says, Hey, we're going to the airport. Can you come check on the house? Um, (laughs) and, uh, it's creepy. Scary, Frank. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and uh can you come check on the house can i sit in your lap while you tell and us? uh <laughs> just you know make sure everything's fine yeah yeah so she goes over it's during the day yeah nice day yeah sunny outside uh-huh. and she wanted to tend to the like flower pots outside in the window right because he never would so she gets to the house and there's like it's like kind of like trashed because he has a party the night before right and uh, he didn't properly clean up, so he call- she calls the maid or whatever, and uh, she's going to water the flower pot in the window. And again, she hears like this loud crash upstairs. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting really scared, Frank. <laughs> <laughs> so she goes upstairs, and she doesn't see anything. You know, doesn't see any kind of pile of books that fell down or. Chandelier cla- crashing to the ground. Uh-huh, uh-huh. She goes back downstairs, and she's, like, walking towards the window again, and it feels like a, a presence against her back. It feels someone standing right behind her. Okay. You know? Yes. And she, like, freezes, turns around, nothing's there. Okay. And she just gets so spooked. She's like, I'm done. I'm fucked this. I'm, I'm done. Sure. You know, like, that's not that scary of a story. It's, you know, it's spooky. It's unsettling. That's the whole story? It's pretty much the whole thing. She was telling me how, like, the, the house is sort of, like, haunted. It feels haunted. She felt a presence? Yes. Felt someone behind her. I thought maybe somebody would shove her down some stairs or <laughs> there would be a monkey's paw or something. <laughs> I'm sorry she didn't uh, have, like, a traumatic injury. <laughs> I'm just saying. I mean, that's purely, that's very subjective. Okay, next story I'll tell. I'll make sure someone went to the ER. Is that better for you? 
<laughs> well, I'm just looking for like someone loses, loses a limb. I'm looking for spine tingling terror. Yeah. Well, the point is that he tells me the story, and I'm like, I have a real ghost story. Do you want to hear it? Well, yeah. you know, and I scared I, like, his pants off, and he couldn't sleep. Well, I, you know, I'm telling this. I'm just relaying the story. Pretty spooky. Yeah. Like, okay, so as a kid, did you watch Unsolved Mysteries? Yes. Yeah. And I was also like Rescue Nine One One. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Those things combined will just make you, as a child pretty unsettled and poltergeist there's a large tree outside my bedroom window as a kid uh-huh. i'm just waiting for it to, like, to crash through my house right and murder everybody <laughs> so you didn't watch like horror movies as a kid not really i watched um uh nightmare on elm street and it fucking scared the shit out of me see mm-hmm. i think that i was so desensitized at an early age because i like when like when i was in elementary school uh i I was just like really excited to do like what older kids were doing. <clears throat> yeah. You know, like I wanted to be like, I wanted to be a teenager. Yeah. And at the time, like all teenagers were watching horror movies. It was like a huge, like the eighties, late eighties sure, sure. were like mm-hmm. a huge horror movie. Boom. Yeah. Jason and Freddie. And yeah. Yeah. And, and, and so I remember watching like, you know, I would go to the local video store my mom would give me two bucks and I would go to the horror section and I would just get like whatever <laughs> horror movie and I would be freaked out. But, like, you know, after a while, you stop. Sure, of course, yeah. I mean, I was a sensitive boy. (laughs) That's something I'm aware of. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I just get spooked. Like, the Nightmare on Elm Street stuff was very, very scary to me. Yeah. The idea of getting murdered in your sleep, hard pass. (laughs) Yeah, I would like to. I'm going to hard pass on getting murdered in my sleep, too. Like, when I'm seven? No, thank you. (laughs) Um. Yeah, I didn't have that much of a desire to be an older kid, but um, I, yeah, I, I was aware that like those things freaked me out, and I got like very not easily unsettled, but you know, I was spooked. Yeah, and so like that spookiness kind of stayed with me, even when I was like older, like teenager in college. When I was making this like horror movie with some friends, we'd have to go to um, an abandoned house to film it. Yeah. And I was the main character of the undead priest, obviously, mm-hmm, Father, mm-hmm. Father Fran. Sure. And just like walking around <laughs> this abandoned house was super spooky to me. Yeah. Like nothing's happening, but it's pretty spooky. When I was in high school, my friends and I used to hang out in an abandoned mental institution. Yeah, exactly. And uh, it, was, it, it looked like the set of a horror movie. And I used to really enjoy like freaking out whoever I was with. Yeah. But not like jumping out at them, but I'd be like, hey. Hey, did you see somebody in that window up there? Hey, I think I just saw somebody at the top of the stairs. I would hate that. <laughs> and it was, it was, uh, it was, it was <clears throat> fun to freak the other people out, but it was fun freaking myself out too. So, did you never really get spooked then? I like. I can remember. I, I mean, I would get a little bit spooked. You know, when we were there, uh, we would go at night with flashlights, which was just the. And there were Terrifying. like there were like f- like you can go into the rec room and there were still like finger paintings from patients what there. The oh my fuck? god! No way! It, it was so scary. Yeah, but you know, that also yeah, it was crazy. It was it it literally felt like we were walking into a horror movie. Yeah. Um. But it was also you like, were you were walking into a horror movie. Yeah. So it's a miracle that you survived. <laughs> <laughs> but it was also like where you know stoner metalheads hung out to like smoke cigarettes and drink Miller Lights. You yeah. Know? It wasn't right. like and get murdered. Yeah. Like <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I remember. Uh, I, I think I mentioned this on the podcast before, but um, 
so my mom had this friend that she like would hang out with every few months and we would go to this woman's house and my mom would have to drag me and my sister with her. And my mom and her friend would sit at the kitchen table drinking coffee and smoking cigarettes and like, you know, just gossiping yeah. and stuff. And we would have to sit in the other room and watch TV or whatever. And this woman's daughter was like five years older than me yeah. or something. Total Fox. You're what, nine? She, I was, yeah, I was like maybe <laughs> like, yeah, maybe like nine or 10. Yeah. And she was a teenager sure, and just, you know, a total babe. And I just wanted to impress her so much. Yeah. And she was a teenager in the late eighties <clears> and who she was all about like watching horror movies and stuff. So she was like, Hey, do you want to watch nightmare on Elm street? And I was like, fuck yeah, I do. <laughs> and I just sat there and suppressed my terror the best that I could. Just like, yeah, that, I watch this kind of shit all the time. No yeah, problem. No big know? deal. Easy breezing. <laughs> Just turn it off as soon as you're ready, whatever. Yeah, I'm a I'm a big man. You know, I I just uh splash on some aqua velva and watch horror movies all the time. Um so I tell Margaret this story after band practice. Um you know, I'm pretty like exhausted from playing drums. Like we had a pretty intense practice. Oh, yeah, of course. Wrote some new tunes. Yeah. We were like really like like you know, like jamming. Jamming. Like yeah. really getting into some shit. Yeah, we're really exploring some space. Like two teenagers in the eighties. Yeah, yes. exactly. Yes. Um, anyway, Margaret, you can you can take it from here, I guess. What do you, I bet? I feel like that introduction was stunted, though. And then what? And then. And then you, you just like casually tell me the like the scariest fucking ghost <laughs> yeah. story I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. Basically, Frank, you talked yeah. about you talked about your friend house sitting at a place that had faulty lamps. Yeah. And then. Yeah. And a draft. <laughs> <laughs> and then so like that kind of thing so eric that kind of thing what that happens to you yeah. you wake up and the lights on yeah and that happened like and or it's uh, on again in a different room yeah how do you feel about that i scream come get me no seriously no. <laughs> <laughs> um i don't think that um like the occam's razor explanation for that is uh supernatural um I'm asking eric prices <laughs> explanation for that <laughs> yeah i mean i think um you know i know that i have this very uh sort of <clears throat> impenetrable brave exterior but uh -huh. i'm as i'm just as susceptible as anybody else you know uh -huh. in the dark of night sure. to uh um getting a little spooked I, I think if the light kept turning on i would think the light is broken but the light keeps turning on in different rooms in different rooms yeah i think i would like then you hear something crash to the ground. I think there is a long list of things that I would go through in my Same. investigation of this. Same. Before I would get to paranormal Sherlock Holmes hat and go <laughs> through really the whole thing. I'm really excited for I'm excited for Eric to kind of interrogate my story because I feel like Frank, you and the other people you've had me tell are just kind of like blindly accepting of the whole thing, which is it's a true story. It is a true story. Well, but I I'm kind of excited to have to have someone who doesn't just believe it immediately. Well, there are things about your story that I don't know any other way around. Okay. Right. And if you ask me if I believe in ghosts, I would say no. Right. Um, but what do you do with these things that you experience? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, just that's where I'm at. Yeah. What do you do? I don't know, Frank. You just... Uh... <clears throat> there's things we can't know 
so just tell the story on podcast. So yeah. I just one more thing. Parties. One more thing. Okay. I lived in San Francisco for a year. Uh-huh. And I lived in this basement level apartment. Yes. Okay. And, uh, <laughs> do you want some? Do you want some spooky? No, it's, actually not that, it's, 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 a, it's not that scary of a story at all. It's a pretty minor thing. But I lived in this uh, basement level apartments in this uh, like a big, huge Victorian house uh-huh. in uh, in San Francisco. Yeah. And <laughs> anyway, the doorbell would ring in the middle of the night all the fucking time. Right. And it could have been homeless people. Could have been a faulty doorbell. Yeah. I never bothered to go out in my jammies and find out before in the morning. Did other people live rings. in the building? Uh, no. You just lived in this building by yourself? Yes. You're the only tenant in the building? <laughs> yes. Okay. I'm just curious. I'm just yeah. asking yes. for some background. Yes. I'm not, uh, I, you know, my obvious uh, first also, thought. I, I had a separate doorbell too than, than the rest of the house. Okay. I've seen delivery guys just go like and hit all the doorbells. At four in the morning for, fi- for 15 minutes straight? Sure. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Right. Or, you know, you, maybe you know how UPS comes at four in the morning? Well, not UPS, but maybe like some people in your building like to party yeah. and were up all night and uh-huh. they had uh, similar people coming by. And like three to four days a week, they would just come and ring the doorbell over and over and over again. Yeah. So you it was it, definitely a ghost. It was definitely a ghost <laughs> asking for permission to come in. Maybe you'd open you. the door. Just yeah. like, yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. For sure. It's a good thing you didn't answer that door, man. There was a debate whether or not <laughs> ghosts could walk through walls. It was a walls. vampire. <laughs> it, was a, right. it was a meth head. If your doorbell's ringing <laughs> at four in the morning yeah. and you live by yourself in like a kind of a spooky apartment to begin with, mm-hmm. are you going to go out there every time it rings? No way. I'm not. <laughs> are you? Um, I think if my doorbell was ringing every night for like three days, day three, I'm out there uh-huh. with a frying pan. Okay. So you go out there and no one's there. <laughs> yeah. What happens? I get on my Ouija board. <laughs> no, seriously. And, yeah. And I say, please stop ringing my doorbell. Will you stop? Will you stop ringing my doorbell? Yes or no. <laughs> and then it launches over to no doorbell <laughs> rings. I'm dead. <laughs> no, but really. It keeps ringing. What do you do? Just call the landlord and be like, yo, doorbell keeps ringing. Yo, smash the fucking doorbell. <laughs> Get rid of it. Either you or me. One of us is going to smash this fucking doorbell. Okay. All right. Margaret, tell your story. Okay. <laughs> okay. You guys are ready? Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, it's. <laughs> uh, where should I start, Frank? Where, what year uh, is it? It's 2014. Okay. And I'm living in a um, like first floor apartment of a two story house in Williamsburg, Brooklyn. Okay. And Williamsburg, and, not, like that area is like kind of like working class Italian. Like, it's like old it, Italian. Yeah, it used to be like old Italian. So he's kind of like um, my landlords are named Mary and Joe. Right. <clears throat> and it's kind um, of like a not great housing stock quality, right? Well, it was actually a really lovely house. It was like built in like 1908 i think mm-hmm. um and we lived so in old. what it would have been like the parlor and like the, the old kitchen which okay. had, didn't have any like it was like hardwood floors beautiful tin ceilings it was an old um, slaughterhouse <laughs> <laughs> it was a slaughterhouse that night lighted as a mental institution <laughs> exactly um yeah but it was like the 
you know, it was funky and it was old and like not well maintained. Mary and Joe had lived there for like 20 years and they lived upstairs um, and they both had a lot of health issues and it had kind of just fallen into disrepair and like basically wherever, wherever there was like a dark corner, there was like a rat or a roach and like the basement had like a dirt floor. Um, it, it was just a really old funky building, but the rent was cheap and we had the, this huge apartment in the backyard all to ourselves. I had mm-hmm. a roommate at the time. Sure. Um, but this was the end of my stay there because Mary and Joe sold the building to a developer who was going to tear it down. And um, and that's when they found out that it was on a former Native American burial <laughs> ground. <laughs> <laughs> so how long did Mary and Joe live there? They lived there for a total of like 25 years. Okay. So they had been there. I lived there for like, I said 10 to you earlier, but I thought about it again. I think it was just eight years that I lived there. Mm-hmm. No, six years. So I started in 2008 and I moved out in 2014. Okay. That's six years. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, they had been there for a while. Um, and they were the fourth owners of the building. Like they, like the building had not been owned by very many people over the time, over the course of its life. Okay. Um, the woman that they bought it from had lived there like her whole life kind of thing. Um, but anyway, so they came down and told me that they had sold the building. They gave me a lot of time to leave. Um, like they gave me like five months warning. Mm-hmm. And the kind of ghosty stuff started happening like right after they told me. It was Interesting. like, mm. it must have been like within the month of them telling me. Sure. Um, and I had lived there with no problem ever. Like I never saw anything or felt anything. Um, it was just like in this very condensed amount of time right before we had to move out. Mm-hmm. And so I had a roommate at the time, but he was never there. He basically like moved in and then I never saw him again. He was always at his girlfriend's house. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a railroad style apartment. And my bedroom was in the center of the apartment and had, it was definitely illegal the way it was all set up, but we had like two doorways. One of them was blocked off. We kind of made it like a wall that was between my bedroom and his, which was the front room. Mm-hmm. And then there were no windows in my bedroom. Um, and then definitely I had like illegal. another spooky, definitely illegal. <laughs> um, and, uh, the building doesn't exist anymore, so it doesn't matter. But, um, and then the doorway, my bedroom door like opened into what we used as a living room which that, which then opened into the kitchen, which was at the, the back end of the building. So it's mm-hmm. kind of all in a row. Mm-hmm. And, um, there was a shared hallway outside. Mary and Joe would go up the stairs and we would just go kind of down the hallway to the back and, um, uh, so what happened is I, like I started, so one night I woke up in the middle of the night because I heard people talking, like I could hear some like murmuring voices in the basement and, mm. and it wasn't the, Mary and Joe. It wasn't Mary and Joe. Like Mary and Joe, I don't think I ever saw them going to the basement. They were both, they both had a lot of trouble going up and down stairs. Mm-hmm. Joe had had a liver replacement, uh, at some point two years prior and was like incredibly sick, like really you know, kind of gaunt and like shuffled around and like really, I never saw him go in and out of the building anymore. Um, Mary was like kind of overweight and had really bad knees. And I think the only reason she climbed the stairs was because she like literally couldn't get into her house unless she climbed stairs. Sure. <laughs> that was it. Um, and what is the basement like? So the basement was like terrifying. It was like really low ceiling, dirt floor, full of like crap. It was just like, pieces of wood and like old furniture like I'm pretty sure I remember asking them like when I moved in I found this like old like 70s 
step stool down there. And I was like, what is that? Can I have that? And they were like, sure. We don't know what that is. That was here when we moved in. Like they never like cleaned out the basement. It had like old workout gear, like from the seventies. Like there was like a, like a barbell and like a weight bench that was like very, very old in the back corner. So there's a lot Um, of stuff down there or no? A lot of stuff. So there was, you couldn't really see the floor. Like it was like piles of like wood planks and like, I don't even know how to describe it. It was like, it was like trash, but not like identifiable trash. It was just like a lot of like construction detritus, most likely from when they renovated their apartment when they moved in. They had like a brand new apartment, Like they completely renovated the second floor when they bought the building. So and I'm pretty you... sure that like, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Could you walk around the like... basement at all? So yes, you could, but you, it was like you were kind of climbing around on all this crap. And like some of it was like pushed down into the mud floor. Like the actual basement floor itself was dirt mm-hmm. and the basement would flood periodically because there was like a pipe. I don't understand the workings of it, but every once in a while I would hear running water and then I would have to go downstairs and like shut off a valve because there was like water pouring into the basement. <laughs> and Mary and Joe were just like, oh yeah, go turn off the valve. Like they didn't, you know, they didn't care at all. I'm sure there was like black mold. Like it was very unsanitary down there. The ceiling was really low. Like, and so the, so the spooky thing about it was that our floor was like, there was no insulation. Like the, the floor, our floor, you could look up in the basement and like see through the cracks, like into our apartment and the floorboards in our apartment, not all of them met each other. Like the floor was old and the wood had kind of spaces between it. Um, so we could see down into the basement period, like in certain places, I mean like a sliver, but it was like, there was no like buffer between the basement and our apartment. Sounds like a recipe for spookiness. (laughs) <laughs> and, and um, you know, probably like allergy issues. Yeah. Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. Yeah, I definitely started. I definitely felt a lot healthier when I stopped living in that apartment. Um, there's, it's, it's amazing what people will do for like some space in a backyard, yeah. you know, and cheap rent. So you got this. Whoops. You got a basement. It's got a dirt floor. There's water dripping. Fuck, yeah. I'm like, it's can like, you stand up in the basement or no? So yes, like Frank, you would probably be like watching your head. Because okay. you're like pretty tall, I'm Eric. You would absolutely one. not be able to. You would not be able to stand up in the basement. Um, it was probably like a six foot ceiling, okay. maybe. Okay. Um, like low hanging light bulb, you know, like one bulb in the middle of it. <laughs> so if the Blair um, Witch told me to stand in the corner, I'd have to get on my knees. Probably. You'd like get on your knees, yeah, and you would be hard pressed <laughs> to find like a place to kneel because there was like all this crap everywhere. Got it. Got it. Um. Yeah, I feel like, am I painting the picture well of the Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I'm really trying to get a clear, spooky. vivid idea of, like, what the apartment feels like and looks like. Yeah, so the basement looks like it, uh, it's out of a horror film. Like, okay. it, And I never liked going down there. And I would, like, if I could avoid it, I would. But every once in a while, you know, because Mary and Joe are very, like, they, they didn't want to do a lot of stuff. And so if things needed to be done, I would often have to go down there. Yeah. And there was one light switch to the basement which was outside the basement door at the top of the stairs in the hallway. And it was one of those old ones that was like clunk, like you would have to kind of clunk it up and down. Like it wasn't like a easily flippable switch. It was Mm -hmm. like a, and it would make like an audible noise. I remember it very vividly. It would like make this kind of loud click when you would push it up and down. Right. Um, And uh, the doorway had like a, um, the door itself did not have a handle. It had like a latch, like a, um, that you had to like lift up. Okay. Does that make sense? Sure. And it was like, you had to like lean against the basement door real hard and like slam the latch down. So, so the not, whole like, 
it's very noisy. Like to go in and out of the basement and to like interact with the basement, there's a lot of noise involved. Right. So it's not e- an easy place to like go down and hang out and check out. And yeah. Run. No. And which is why when I woke up in the middle of the night hearing voices, I was like, that's weird. Mm-hmm. Because like, and so another part of what happened, like another thing I noticed was that I could see the light was on in the basement. So like mm. my room's pitch black because there's no windows because I'm in this like center room. And with my bedroom door closed, it's like almost completely pitch black. And I could see light coming up from between the floorboards. Like it's shining like on my ceiling and on my wall. That's fucking scary. Did you did you <laughs> try to get on the floor and look down between the floorboards? Absolutely not. So that <laughs> no, I never, never, never did that. I would have got That's down there so and been fucking- like, hey. Hey. I would be terrified that like I'm an sleeping. eyeball would be there, like the looking up. back at me. No way, no way. Um, so you hear? So the first night is just mur- is just the uh, talking or no? So here's so it's like the first night. I like it's one of those things where I reflect in the morning and I'm like, did I wake up in the middle of the night and hear people talking? And I'm yeah. like, yeah. And the light and I'm thinking like the light was on, and then I go out into the hallway and I see that the light is on, like the flip the switch has flipped. Like the light is currently still on in the basement. Like someone has turned the light on in the basement. And I'm like, that's super weird. Like, I wonder if it was like, I kind of just like wrote it off, you know, Mm -hmm. like, yeah, it must've been early in the morning. Maybe they had, there was like a handyman that would like come over often and like do things like maybe Richie was there, that kind of thing. Right. So I just like, didn't even think about it. And then it happened again, either like the next night or the following or the, the next, like it happened very soon after that again. And in, and that time when I woke up, I was like, I'm being awakened by a voice that's talking in the basement. What time is it? What's going on? The light is on again. And I, meanwhile, I had like flipped the switch back and like the light was not on when I went to bed. So the second and time you feel it like happened, the voices I, are talking to you or they're just like murmuring to each no, other? No, it's like, sounds like two people talking to each other in the basement quietly. Okay. Like what I imagined, like what it sounded like was two people huddled right underneath where my bed was saying like, you think we'll wake her up like that kind of thing like being like like be really quiet like it was like two people being like shh, shh, shh. right don't say anything too loud you know it was like this weird i couldn't hear what they were talking about but it was like it was disturbing enough like it was loud enough that it woke me out of sleep and then would like kind of persist in like a very low range like a like for a minute or two it didn't like last all night long and what time was this happening it was like three or four in the morning. Okay. okay. Like I, the first, the first time I didn't look at the clock, I remember very distinctly looking at the clock at three, like 35. So this is happening One right morning. around the time when bars close in New York. Mm-hmm. Good, good to know. Good to know. <laughs> yeah. Right. So that was my next thought was like, if someone, so we were on a, we were on Metropolitan Avenue, which is an incredibly busy street. And like, there were all kinds of crazy people because the, the subway stop was right on the corner and there were like all kinds of crazy people out there all the time. And there was a gate like a grate out in the front. I mean, it had a padlock on it. But one of my thoughts was, is someone getting into the basement? Like, did someone figure out how to get into the basement in right. the middle of the night? And like, it's just in there. Also terrifying. And so, yeah, like also equally terrifying, but like, so this happened a few times. I don't remember how many times it happened, but it happened a handful of times. And I was like, it happened enough that I was like, someone's down there. I need to figure out what this is. And did you and talk so to Joe and Mary about it? Yeah, so then I went to Joe and Mary, and I, like, knocked on their door and was like, who is in the basement? Like, who's going into the basement? Like, I, what I said to them was, I noticed the light has been on in the basement. Has someone been going down there? And they were like, 
are you going down there? And I was like, no. Like, we had this kind of ridiculous conversation where they were like, like, they, it was such a, like, brand new idea to them that they, like, thought I was telling them that I was going in the basement. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Like, they, they had, like, no, it wasn't like, oh, yeah, Richie was over recently and doing something. And so, so and I did you go down in the basement to see if there's like, well, yes. So I, I hadn't been going into the basement because I don't want to ever go in the basement. Yeah. But it was like, it happened enough. And then they said, no, nobody's going down there. And so then I went into the basement and I didn't see anything that like made it look like someone had been there. Like it was no, there was no like, you know, I went up first, I went outside and looked at the padlock on the, the grate outside. And like they had, um, you know, it's one of those things where it, like, opens out, like, these two big, like, iron or yeah. steel doors, like, open out, and they have, like, their padlock shut. Yeah. And they had planters. They had these old tires full of dirt and, you know, weeds that were, like, on top of it. So yeah. it was, like, and, like, none of the dust had been, dis- I don't know, it looks like, so you know. So it's hard it to get like, into. Right. Hard to get into and, like, would have been really obvious if someone had opened and closed it. Sure. Because it was, like it looked like it had been rained on and like all the new, like city grime was like fully intact all over the whole thing. Got you know it. what I mean? Like it hadn't been touched and like no footprints in the basement or anything. No footprints in the basement. Yeah. So it was like muddy, dirty basement, dusty basement. It's the kind of thing where like, it was just obvious that nobody had been down there. Like everything just looked completely untouched. There's nothing new. Like, Interesting. I mean, I guess you could have hidden some shit in corners or something, but it was the kind of place that like, Nobody ever went, so it's really obvious when someone's been down there. Right. You know, like, things get disturbed, and then, like, the dirt is fresh, and the things are turned over, and I don't know. It's, like, really obvious. Yeah. So after I asked them about it, I turned the light out. I closed the bath- the bedroom do- or the basement door, and then that night, again, I wake up, and I hear the talking, and the light is on. Mm. And so then, the next day, I went down into the basement and I took the light bulb out. <laughs> okay. Makes sense. Because I, Scary. <laughs> this will solve the problem. Yeah. Like it was kind of a last ditch effort. Like I don't know what's going on but this is like the physical thing that I can do right. to stop this from happening. And is the bulb still warm? <laughs> well yes because the light was on. Because uh-huh. the light uh-huh. is on. The light is freaking on. And right. the which is up like this is happening and this is another thing that creeped me out was from my bedroom like I could hear everything that's happening in the hallway because it was like right by the front door which is the basement door is like across from the front door and right. so if someone went into the basement I would hear the like chunk of the light switch and then I would hear the door open like anytime anybody was doing that it was very very audible from my bedroom mm-hmm. not to mention then the floorboards are like very thin and like, you know, like you can, like everything is like very audible, but no, I wasn't hearing any of that. I was just seeing the light and hearing the talking. Mm, spooky. Spooky. <laughs> so, yeah. So I took the light bulb <clears throat> out. Okay. Oh, and another thing I did is just to cover this space, I called my roommate and I was like, are you, like, have you been home? Have you been going in the basement? Are you whatever. And he was like, no, no, no. Like uh, I haven't been home. Like, are you he, terrorizing me? Are you basically <laughs> fucking with me? Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, not the kind of guy that would do that. I don't know. He was just like, he was also kind of equally as confused as Mary and Joe. Like he yeah. was just like, no, I'm not, 
that's a really weird thing for you to ask me. I'm not leaving my girlfriend's house in the middle of the night, coming home, turning the basement light on and talking <laughs> under your bed. Like that's really know, weird. Again. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm sure his girlfriend like already hated me. I'm sure she was just like, well, what the fuck is wrong with this chick? But, um, so, so I took the light bulb out and I'm pretty sure it was that night. I wake up and I, and like heard the voices again but there's no light because there's no bulb down there anymore. Right. And so I'm fully spooked at this point. Like I'm kind of just, it's happened enough times that I'm like starting to be like wary of it. Like I'm, as I'm falling asleep, I'm feeling nervous about it. And like, I'm just kind of like on alert for it. And so I heard the voices and then I like, wasn't able to fall back to sleep because I'm just fully terrified, like laying there in the dark, there's no light on. Yeah. Like I just am hearing this kind of sound like, are the voices getting you know, louder at all? No, they were always, they were always so quiet that I would be like, is it really there? And then it would happen. I would be like, oh my God, it's there. And then I would be like, wait, did I make that up? Is that real? And then it would happen again. I'd be like, oh my God. Right. You know what I mean? It was like just on the edge of like, it wasn't like fully present. It was like, it's like almost like a tease or something. Yeah. Um, so, hold so on, let's, let's just, okay, I'll let you go. I'll, I'll let you keep going. No, what? No, no, no. What? I was going to ask Eric to, to how he feels about this right now. Am I scared? No, I'm not already scared, <laughs> but like, how do you explain this stuff? So <clears throat> well, I, I don't have an explanation for okay. it. I think that there's, prob- there's probably some explanations that do not involve um, paranormal activity. Sure. Okay, go ahead, Margaret. Okay, so, <laughs> so this, so. I basically lay in bed all night awake. Like I, it wakes me up. The voices wake me up. They're kind of, they're kind of there for a bit. And then, I mean, I don't know how long it was, but after a certain amount of time, everything is just completely quiet. And I'm just like laying there paralyzed, waiting for the sun to rise. Like, I just feel kind of like it's so dark. And it's one of those things where I'm like, when the sun comes up, then I'll be safe. Yeah. You know? And how big is your bed? I don't, it's tiny. It's like, God, that room was like, like eight by 10, yeah. maybe it was the, tiny. And the door to your room is very close to your bed, right? Yeah. So, so the way the bedroom set up is it's like very long and like kind of skinny. Yeah. And my bed fit like it was a full size bed and it fit like in one of the sides, like one of the kind of thin sides. And then the door was like at the foot of my bed. Um, kind of, I don't know how to describe it. Like it opened it's hard to do without like showing you, but like, the door opened into my bedroom against my bed. Right. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, and I, the door to my bedroom was open, like a jar, a, cer- to a certain amount, because I had cats and they would like come in and out in the night. And um, so I'm laying there and I see that the sun's coming up. Like I can see like, you know, the gray light of dawn. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's not fully bright yet, but I can, like, start to make out, like, my dresser and, like, the closet door and stuff. And I'm like, thank God. Like, it's actually happening. This is great. And, like, it's getting brighter and brighter. And it was still, like, very kind of twilight-y. It was, there was no, like, actual sunshine in my apartment yet, but it was, it, was, it was bright enough for me to see the room, the kind of shadows of the room. Sure. And I was laying on my back facing, like the back of the door basically is like kind of off to my left a little bit at the foot of the bed. And 
um, I was looking at the door and a figure appeared, like stepped very abruptly into my bedroom, just inside the door. What? Yeah. Yeah. And it was like a black silhouette of a person. I assume it was a woman. That was kind of like what it felt like. And it had long, dark hair and its head was like tipped forward. Like it wasn't looking at me. And it had this long, dark hair. And the way that it stepped into the bedroom was as though it had been standing behind the door and kind of made this like quick, like one, two steps, like right into the bedroom as, right. as though it was like, it like revealing itself. Like it like appeared very abruptly, like one, two, and then was standing there. Got it. And I like shot like bolt upright in bed and was like, <gasps> like I just like had this huge reaction and then it was gone. Hmm. Fucking terrifying. <laughs> Did your like animals, did your cats react at all? <laughs> oh, yeah. So I immediately leaned forward and grabbed the door and pulled it open wider because it had only been open like a foot or so. Right. And I was trying to get more light into the room. Like I wanted to like, I didn't want to be stuck in my bedroom. I had this feeling of like wanting to get out. And so I like, came forward and pulled the door open and then stepped out of bed and stepped into my living room. Once I kind of looked around the door and made sure there wasn't anything there. And my cat was like right outside the bedroom door and all, it was like spooked. Like all of it, it looked, it was looking at me like, like what the fuck was that? Like it had this like big expression on its face and all of its fur was like standing up. Wow. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And then, and, and then that, (laughs) (laughs) and then I like, I honestly don't remember what I did. I think I sat on my couch for like a really long time. And were you terrified? Do you feel like you saw a ghost? I was terrified. I was completely discombobulated. Like I was like, okay, so first when this thing stepped into my room, I thought someone was in my house. Like I thought my like initial reaction was, there's a person in my room with me yeah, right now. Like right. that was like my split second reaction. And then when it disappeared, I was like, what the fuck? Like, it was like this huge alarming, like, holy shit. Also, I feel like in that exact moment, I knew what was going on. I, I was like, something is pissed that we're leaped that this house has been sold. Like I had this kind of feeling about it where I was like, I felt that way about it when they were like waking me up. Cause it happened so close when they told me we were they had sold the building and I so I I felt almost like I kind of knew what was going on inherently so there was like a it was weird it was like I was very very alarmed but I was also like okay this is what I'm dealing with and I kind of sat for a while and was like what do I do about this like I don't I want to be able to sleep and I don't want to be like terrorized in this way um and so I like ultimately what I ended up doing was later that day I sat on my bed and I said, I think it was actually that night before I went to bed. And I said out loud, um, there's nothing I can do about this. Like, you, you're talking to the wrong person. You have to talk to people upstairs. I have no control over the building. Like, you're wasting your time. And then did you ever experience the... No, that was it. You didn't hear any more voices was, from the basement or nope. anything? I never got woken up again. And I never weird. saw anything weird again. I don't think I slept with my door open. Like, I think I, like... <clears throat> like locked my door um, after that, but uh, no, then it was like it went away. 
Did you have a carbon monoxide detector in your apartment? <laughs> <laughs> so, so how do you feel about that, Eric? Um, no, I, that is a very spooky story. Yes. Um, I, uh, I can't claim to have an explanation for it, yep. but, um, have you ever, have you ever had night terrors? Either no, of you? No. Um, I had a roommate who had night terrors and he, he would like, he experienced the like sleep paralysis. Sure. Where he would wake up and there would be figures like standing at the bottom of his bed, just staring at him. Mm-hmm. And he would, he would, oh my God. he would be experiencing extreme terror, but wouldn't be able to move yeah. and would just watch this like shadowy figure standing there, like moving its head around and just observing him. Uh, oh my God. <clears throat> so that's the first thing that, that came to mind. Yeah. And, and also I had, the, I had, um, I don't think you would call it a night terror, but one time in uh, one of my older apartments, my bed was right under a window and the window had these shades that had drawstrings on each side. Mm -hmm. And because I didn't want them to hang down, I like knotted them up. So they were like hanging up higher above the bed. And one night it was like a, it was, I don't know if you'd call it a night terror or like a, like a waking dream or something. Yeah. But I thought I was awake and I looked up at where the the like knotted um you know like strings were and it was a huge spider and that was slowly like lowering down toward me and i leapt out of bed in reality not in my dream and i was like what the fuck and i jumped up and i turned the light on and like and then like suddenly like kind of like reality came back to me and i saw the knotted thing but i remember like seeing it moving like Mm. like to to me it was a giant spider slowly lowering down onto my face yeah and that sounds like a like a dream scenario yeah well i I, like yeah but i'm just like i'm like was i asleep well, I'm wondering the if whole maybe time? no, no. I'm not saying you were asleep the whole time, but I'm wondering if there were like maybe several things happening. Mm. I'm not trying to like no, no, completely no. dismantle no, ahead, this story. Ahead, it might be yeah. it, it might very well be that um you know previous tenants uh in you know who lived in that house are now in the afterlife and residing <laughs> in that house and upset about it being sold. But oh, so there's an epilogue. Oh, great. <laughs> which is that I went to the open house. So they tore the building down and they built this disgusting six-story, you know, multi-million-dollar condo building. Right. And they had an open house, like, the, the, you know, the first weekend it was open for sale. And I went. And <clears> the, you know, it's fancy, fancy realtors, and they were kind of like, what are you doing here? <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> I'm pretty sure one of Tommy Hilfiger's daughters was there at the same time wow. as me. And oh, I was, wow. like, very clearly out of place. Yeah. Actually, went with one of my old roommates. She and I went together. But um, the realtor said, when I said, "Oh, we used to live in the building that was here before," and the realtor said, "Oh, was it haunted?" Like that was the first thing she asked me. Was oh. it was the building haunted? And I was like, "Yes, it was actually." And like, it, I kind of like waited a minute before I said it, but I was like, "I mean, the answer is yes." And then she was like, "Oh." really like she was kind of taken aback by it and then she was like that's fascinating because the construction workers here keep telling us that this building is haunted interesting Hmm. yeah wow and then that she didn't elaborate i was a little like i was too angry at them (laughs) to continue to engage with her but yeah i thought that was interesting wow that's very spooky they said that yeah 
Yeah, I will say I heard this story and, and Margaret told it in like a nonchalant way. And I was like, that, that is the scariest story I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. It was like, very, like, as far as ghost stories that I've heard that I feel like hard to refute, like, sure, night terrors. Sure, that's possible. Yeah. Many nights for like a week or something, or yeah, and like the light coming on in the basement. The light coming really on weird. in the basement, right? That seems random, right? Yeah, sure. We all have bad wiring sometimes. <laughs> That's what possible. I can say is, like, what I can say is, I'm highly skeptical of this shit. Like, I don't feel. I mean, same. In, in general, I believe people when they ha- tell me they've had an experience. So, like, as it was happening, I was like this is really like, this cannot be what I think this is. Like, this is so silly. Like, this is just the light coming on in the basement. Like, this is just me being sleepy, like this kind of thing. But it happened so many times that I started to feel kind of like worn out by it where I was like, uh, I don't know how to explain this and it's uncomfortable. Um, and then the figure actually like, so all I can say is like, I was awake, like I was awake and I saw someone, step into my bedroom very abruptly yeah. and it was so disgustingly creepy like I cannot even tell you how visceral a reaction I have even now thinking about it because it was so very much someone stepping into my bedroom yeah. like something stepping into my bedroom and it felt like there's another person there and I was like there's another person here like I don't and like that's kind of why when I tell it I'm very matter of fact about it because I'm like yeah it's like a thing that happened like I don't know how to explain it and I don't really, it's not like I think about like the afterlife now or something. I'm just like, I don't know. Like this thing happened and it was very, very real. Wow. It felt very real. Yeah. Well, I believe you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you. No, I'm, I'm, I'm being serious. I mean, you know. Uh, yeah. I think it's uh, uh, very possible that, um, the stuff you're describing could be explained away, you know, in non supernatural mm-hmm. terms, but I, I don't doubt, you know, your experience in it being terrifying. Mm. Yeah, I, I feel very conflicted about it because I don't inherently believe in the idea that ghosts exist or that like the paranormal activity is real, but uh, I don't know how else to explain those experiences. Also, I'm not even saying like, Oh, it's a ghost explains the experience either. But I don't know how else to deal with that kind of yeah reaction, or like what you see and what you like what is actually happening. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my immediate thought is that like some people in the neighborhood, whether they're like crazies or or you know maybe the handyman and his friend or something, like knew that like the basement was a spot they can go hang out in and like get high after they're going to the bar. But you said like I'm telling you, in. the basement is like. First of all, I don't know how they would have gotten in, but also like nobody would hang out in that basement. Right. Like, first of all, if someone was down there walking around, you would hear it because there's so much shit everywhere. Right. Like there's like plywood and like metal and glass. And like, it was not like a quiet. And that's another thing I'm saying is like, anytime anybody was in the basement and I was there, you could hear it. Like you could hear them in the basement. You could hear people like kind of like stomping around on all the crap down there and like falling down because they've tripped and like things crashing because they're like precariously placed, you know, like that kind of thing. Like it was not like a nice hide, hide, like a good hiding spot or something. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's kind of, it was another thing that was weird about it is that I don't know why anybody would choose to be there. 
of all the I mean, places in New York, it, like there are <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> many, many places in New York to drink. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I yeah, I hear what I you're know. saying. I also would say don't underestimate uh, people's uh, ability and willingness to do extremely strange things. I agree. Mm-hmm. And like the idea that it stopped like at that moment is kind of curious. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, that I mean, really that's, it. Yeah. that's super I think stupid. that when I went and got the light bulb, that was the last time ever I ever went into that basement was when I got the light bulb. You never replaced light bulb? No, because we I moved out. But, however, I did go back to the building. Um, so everybody moved out. Um, like, I moved out, and then Mary and Joe moved out, like, six, not six months, like, probably four months later. I still had keys to the building and the building just sat there empty for a really long time. The, whoever owned it put up like a, um, I don't know, like a wooden wall in front of like, they didn't block off the door basically. Sure. And I mm-hmm. went back with one of my old roommates to check the mail because we had forwarded our mail, but you know, USPS is whatever. We went back to check and see if there was any mail for us. And we went in and the building was like, it was unbelievable. They had left whoever had, owned it now left all the back windows and doors open and there were like birds roosting inside and like vines growing in the windows Wow! and like it looked like nature had like come in there were leaves in the hallway like dried leaves were like all over the whole building Hmm. um it was extra spooky and the basement door was open we did not go into the basement Hmm. um but it was like very much a haunted house like it felt very much like a haunted house did you have you ever had a ghost experience? Uh, yeah, twice. And I'm still not convinced. That. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, they're, neither of these are like, you know, as, as dramatic as that story. That was a great ghost story. Right? Uh, yeah. Great Good. story. Yeah. Um, I mean, honestly, if I were in that situation, after taking the light bulb out and hearing the voices again, that's when I would be shitting my pants. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Same. Also, like, just the light being on is so fucking scary to begin with. Like the idea that there's space in the floorboards and there's just like little glimmers of light shooting up around the room. Yeah, very, very cinematic. <laughs> but I think if I were there, the first thing that would come to my mind is not there's a ghost turning on the light. I'd be like, goddamn crackheads in the basement. <laughs> <Fuck>. <laughs> so I said that I have I have two um, ghost stories that uh-huh. I, I look back on. Um, <clears throat> one was when I was in elementary school. Okay. I uh, I got a Ouija board for Christmas or something uh-huh. or for my birthday or something like that. And uh, so there weren't like a lot of kids around on my street, but my neighbor was a few years younger than me. So I was like, you know, I was like hanging out with a little kid. Yeah. Like who was like not quite on my level, you know? <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> not on your Ouija board level. Yeah. So I, I busted out the Ouija board and brought it over to his house and we lived in this like duplex thing um, that uh, you see in a lot of like small towns in Pennsylvania and they are like kind of like uh, inexpensive housing that gets built up um, usually like kind of radiating out from factories and stuff like that. So the house was like, you know, it's like a hundred years old probably. Um, And so we lived, we were both living in this house and I was next door hanging out with him and his mom was in the kitchen doing whatever. And we're, we're on the Ouija board. And, uh, 
<laughs> we're just <laughs> me and this kid who and you have like a picture of like a dead relative or anything with you no we had a um a candelabra oh of course we, <laughs> as all children do <laughs> and so we, we were sitting there with the ouija board and i'm just letting you know that he was younger than me because like i don't think he had the faculties to make up to, to grasp the paranormal right right sure sure um so we're sitting there uh on the floor in the living room and we're we're doing the Ouija board thing yeah. and and we start talking to this guy through the Ouija board. Uh-huh. We're talking to this guy his name is Sam. Uh-huh. And he says that he used to live in the house. Uh-huh. And you know, like we're sitting there for hours. Like sure. we're there for sure. like a couple hours. Yeah. And we're, you know, I'm maybe 8 years old and not, ten not years terrified old. at all. No, I was just kind of like, like cool. We're cool. talking to this guy who yeah. used to live here. Oh my god! Yeah, and and we got a piece of paper and started like writing everything down that he yeah. was saying to us. And we had like just this like sheet of paper with all this like biographical information about this guy named Sam who lived in the house. Uh-huh. And like even at one point, I remember saying, um, "You know, how do we know that you lived in this house?" And it spelled out "deed." So like uh-huh. you could check the deed of a property to sure, see like that. Oh, that's and, creepy. And I, like I'm in elementary school. I don't know what the fuck a deed is or yeah. like what that means. It didn't say D's nuts. <laughs> Maybe that's what it was spelling. Yeah, he was trying to say D's um, nuts. And and so like we we're sitting me and this kid are sitting there for like two hours doing this. We have this all this information. And uh and his, so his his mom comes in and is just like, hey, what's going on? And we're like, oh, we're talking to this guy, Sam. And she's like, okay. You know, like not particularly yeah. freaked out, but is like, I don't know what sure. you guys are doing. Um, and we show her the, the paper and she's just like, what, where did you get this? Like, what is this? And we're like, we just wrote it down. This is Sam yeah. just told us all this stuff. And, uh, and then we were, we were done and, and we were like, like at the end, you're supposed to say like, there's like a thing you say like, okay, yeah. we're leaving or whatever. Yeah, and yeah. you say goodbye or whatever. Yeah. And, uh, in the next room, his parents had this, one of those like antique upright radios. You know sure, what I mean? Like sure. a, it's like the size of a jukebox, but yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. made of wood. Yeah. And, uh, they had this really heavy candle on top of it. And we're like, we were like finishing and the candle fell over and rolled off the thing onto the floor. Mm-hmm. And we were like, Sam, did you do that? And it just spelled out me. Hmm. And we were like, okay. Um, But I think it was also possible that we just had overactive imaginations. Did you um, not check the deed? No. How was I going to do that? (laughs) (laughs) Call the town. That's the next part. (laughs) Hey, mom and dad, where's your mortgage? I got to go down to the bank. Exactly. so uh, that's my first ghost story. And my second ghost story is one night uh, w- when I was a teenager, um, I was hanging out with this kid who was older than me and we, we would skate together all the time. Yeah. And he was like, oh, I'm, I'm driving to Nanacoke because I'm dating this girl there. We're going to hang out at her place. Do you want to come with me? We'll just stay the night there and then I'll drive you back in the morning. And I was like, sure, whatever. I got nothing yeah. going on. Um, and he was a few years older than me. So I, I was maybe like 15, 14, 15. Mm-hmm. And he's, you know, probably 19. Um, mm. It's too old to be hanging out with a 14-year-old. Definitely. Yeah. I was in a lot of those situations when I was a kid. It's weird. Yeah. So anyway, we go, we go to this, <clears throat> uh, we, we drive to this town, Nanakoke, which sure. is like maybe 30 miles away. 
and uh, we go to his girlfriend's apartment. Um, she's old enough to have an apartment. Wow, okay. Um, <laughs> and she has two roommates. Okay. And so I'm hanging out with them. Yeah, weird. But it's, when you're from a small town, it's like, hey, we all skateboard, so we all hang out together. It's like you sure. don't really... Um, and, and like he was in bands and I was hanging out with these bands and you know, like sure, sure. it wasn't as creepy as it sounds. Yeah. So, um, we're all hanging out and we're watching a movie and there's, there's like the living room where we're sitting and then this kind of like second room off to the side. And I keep seeing a flash go across the window. Like if you're it, it like if you're, um, sitting in a, like sitting in a house at night and a car goes down the street, sure, sure. like you just sort of see that like, yeah, that, like quick flash you know like a glare across the window yeah and i keep looking over at it every time and then finally one of the people who lives in the house is like oh what what are you looking at and i was like oh i just keep seeing headlights in the window like it's distracting yeah and they're like there's no there you're not there's those aren't headlights and and they're i forget what they named this ghost in their house but they're like you're seeing what you know let's call him al yeah. <laughs> Let's call him Alan. Very spooky. You're, you're, you're seeing, Alan the, the ghost. Yeah, you're, very, seeing, very oh, you're seeing Alan. And the guy walked over and pulled the curtain to the side or the shade or whatever. And it, there was another house like right next door. There's no sure. road. There's no glare coming from anywhere. And I was like, okay. And they're like, yeah, Alan uh, primarily, <laughs> uh, primarily hangs out in that room. Like that is for some reason where he likes to hang out. And we see him all the time. And and I was like, okay. And they're like, no, just relax. He's like, you're going to see him tonight. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. And in this room, the room was like mostly empty. There was, uh, in the corner, there was like a lazy boy or like that kind of, you know, like a chair like that, sure. like a stuffed chair. Um, and maybe like a bookshelf or something. It was yeah. just kind of like an empty parlor room. You yeah. Know? yeah. And, uh, and at one point I think it was my friend's girlfriend who was like, oh, look, he, you can see him. He's in the chair. And like, it's a dark room with no lights on in the room. And, and the room that we were in was very dimly lit because we were watching a movie. Mm -hmm. And I remember sitting there on the couch and I'm staring at this chair and I swear that I could see the outline of a person in the chair. Like, like, and the way I would, it didn't even look like a three dimensional person. It just looked like a silhouette, like outline of a person. What was your person like, Margaret? Was it a silhouette as well or? Well, yeah, like it was like a, it was like a black figure, but there was discernible hair, but that was it. But it was like a shadow, like a, but it was solid. Yeah. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. This, this felt more like I was looking at a shadow (laughs) or something. And then, so at this point we're all like, whoa, you know, my friend who drove me there, he's like, yeah, this is crazy. (laughs) And, and I'm like, do you see him? And he's like, no, I don't think so. Imagine you're a ghost and all you do is like sit in a lazy boy. (laughs) Yeah. I, I was thinking like, like Margaret, when you were telling your story, I was like, fuck, what if the afterlife is just living in an apartment in Brooklyn? <laughs> <laughs> you're just like bored all the time. That's what this is all about. Yeah. Jesus. Uh, but then we're, so the, the two rooms are separated by this like arch doorway thing. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and I'm, and so like, we're looking at this chair, like trying to see it and, and they're like, okay, you just have to stop paying attention. Like, you, and and it was weird because I wasn't freaking out, like I felt bizarrely like calm about the sure, experience. Sure. Um, in hindsight, telling the story, it's like why wouldn't you run the hell out of there? Yeah. You know? um, but I, you know, they're like, hey, you got to stop paying attention because if you like start focusing on it and like staring, like it's going to go <clears> away. 
So then we're sitting there watching the movie more. And one of the people who lived there was like, look, he's back. And I turned and looked and he was standing in the doorway. This like oh my God. outline uh. this that in the arch doorway, the outline of a figure. And I was like, uh, okay, I can't like believe what I'm looking at right now. And then we all just kind of stared at it for like a minute and then it went away. Jesus Christ. And then I slept on that couch and like <laughs> went home the next morning. No. And yeah. And, and it didn't freak me out at all. Like I, it, I don't know what it was about the setting that I did not feel alarmed by this. Cause he seemed unthreatening. Is that why? Yeah. There was like, and then I told my mom about He's it. Just chilling. And she was like, that didn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and now in hindsight, when I look back on that, like, I think it's possible that it was just this like overwhelming power of suggestion. Sure. Sure. That's entirely possible. But for everyone to agree, like, and to like see it in two different ways. Yeah. I don't know. But like, maybe, maybe if you get everybody in the room, just kind of like buying into this, I don't know. It just, yeah. Like in, in hindsight, it's even though at the time and for years after that, I swore that it happened. I have a hard time saying uh, with total certainty that something like that actually happened to me. Yeah. I, uh, I, I never seen a ghost. I'm sure I would just fucking evacuate my bowels if I did. (laughs) Um, But uh, yeah, I never had like a real concrete ghost experience. Yeah. Concrete ghost experience. Right. Again, I'm not saying that either of the things that I, I just described were concrete ghost experiences. Sure, sure, sure. But they sure felt like it at the time. I mean, the second one feels more like it, but maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I, I mean, the reality is that when I was a teenager, I was incredibly stupid. Sure. The idea of like <laughs> seeing something enter your room. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I would not want that. No. No, thank you. Um, also, the way that it the way that it moved was really scary. <laughs> yes, exactly. Like how how your ghost would uh, approaches you is, is is key. Yeah, yeah, pretty weird, huh? Pretty weird. Yeah, like if your ghost is just chilling in the lazy boy watching exactly skate videos with you, it's not that alarming. Right, it's like a tired dad. Yeah, exactly. If you're, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that you don't have you don't have any spooky stories, right? Just the the doorbell ringing over and over again, <laughs> right? That That's was really just it. a crackhead ringing your doorbell. Yeah, I don't think it was. <laughs> I really don't think it was. It never rang during the day, and the idea that it's ringing like fifteen times in one one clip, yeah, spooky. <laughs> that is indeed spooky. So spooky. <laughs> well, what's spooky is laying in bed and hearing your doorbell ring in the middle yeah. of the night. That's fucking scary. For sure. Um, whether or not, I mean, there's a chance it was a homeless person, but I, I kind of doubt it. Right. I don't know. Probably a ghost. Probably a ghost. <laughs> I asked, I, I asked my, my landlord, like, so I used to, I was subletting this place from a guy I knew who had been there for years. I was like, so what's up with your doorbell, man? He's like, what are you talking about? I was like, is it like on the fritz? Do people ring it in the middle of the night? He had no idea what I was talking about. Huh. Right. So he hadn't experienced it before. That means the ghost is following you. Exactly. <laughs> or the ghost is mad that he's not there anymore. Right. Yeah. Ooh. Which makes sense. Yeah. 
Well, anyway, that, that was scary. That was uh, Frank and Eric's <laughs> spooky stories to tell during the coronavirus. Yeah. Um, hopefully that will distract you from the um, very real doom. Yeah. That's outside your door. Totally. Whenever you interact with anyone or go anywhere. Yeah. And if, if you <laughs> if you are currently um, self-quarantining in your home and you're bored and you have had a paranormal experience, record oh, it and send it to us. Please call us. We would love to hear your stories. Yeah, or stories. email us. You can record it like on a voice memo and send please. it to us. Or uh, you can just email us and we'll like figure out a way to record it for you. We're going to start a new podcast called Scary Stories to Tell on a Podcast. Yeah. Um, it's going to be a hit. It's going to be a big hit. Only ghost stories. Yeah. I would do that. Me too. I love ghost stories. Same. Um, great. Well, that's that's it. That's it. Uh, like I said, if you have a ghost story for us, get in touch. Uh, we're on Twitter at Frank and Eric. Um, and then you can go to frankeneric.com. You can check in the show notes for this to buy a pin. Uh, review us on, uh, on Apple Podcasts if you like the show. And um, other than that, just stay positive. Thank you, Margaret. And thank you, Margaret. Thanks, guys. That was fun. Great. My baby keeps me back road. She goes good things to do. She helps me push my car. But when it will not go, I need not defend her. Some people run and scream. Daily she says no to the coach of the baseball team because she's a beast with five hands. Five hands, five hands. She's a beast with five hands. Five hands, five hands. Don't you try and take her. Don't you know that I'm a man. Is she my baby, baby? Baby, baby, yeah, the beast of five is a joke.